Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today's episode is a very special episode because one, it is with the female thought loss group clients and the one-to-one clients in our weekly calls, but it's also the first episode with the brand new coach, Alyssa, who has joined the team in the last few weeks, the last month or so, and Alyssa has come on and spoken about this particular topic. So what we're going to be talking about is how to stop letting the weighing scales derail your progress and i think it's a hugely important episode and it's going to be something that it's going to be really useful to hear from Alyssa, who is a former client and it's pretty cool to hear it but we're also going to talk about how to get over why motivation waivers and how to get apart from that part when you're on a on a fat loss journey as well so i hope you enjoy the episode so before i start today's podcast i'm delighted to announce it's a brand new sponsor for the shane walsh podcast so i want you to stop think and ask yourself do you feel like the best version of yourself are you stressed having trouble sleeping or issues with pain management introducing irish owned cbd self premium cbd oil the natural solution to reducing anxiety improving sleep and helping with pain management cbd self oils are made from the finest organically grown hemp ensuring the best quality and purity all oils are produced the highest standard and are independently third-party lab tested CBD Self have a range of CBD oils with different strengths based on your unique needs and are very proud to introduce their brand new product, De-Stress Oil. This uniquely formulated oil targets stress and anxiety. Become your best self with CBD Self. Visit www.cbdself.com to order yours today. And as a sponsor of the podcast, I'm honored and delighted to give you a 15% discount for all listeners of the Shane Walsh podcast. So please use the code SHANE15 to get 15% off your order. Now for the podcast. Hey everyone, so on tonight's live, we're going to have a little bit of a different one because the new coach that has joined the team, uh, Alyssa, who is a former client, is coming on for the first time live with the live clients. I know she's done the Q&As afterwards, but it's the first time kind of do, doing a little bit of the, the 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 detailed work with the clients on the live as well. So it should be, should be adjusting. So what we're going to talk about today is when motivation starts to waver. And this tends to happen for, I would say, 99% of people. It tends to hit at around, when someone starts a weight loss journey, it tends to hit around week four, five, and six. Right, right? Yeah. So yeah. we always find that kind of around week four, five, or six is where people start to either see if they, they start to guess the scales a little bit or they start to compare things. Self-worth comes in, comparison comes in. All these kind of different things. So I know, Alyssa, I'm going to get you to talk now. <laughs> so, leading off of that, um, you didn't really give me much to go on. But um, so motivation. Tetchy subject, isn't it? Like, it, yeah. what is it? Um, it's something that does disappear. And it can happen very quickly and it can happen overnight. Um, and I've definitely found once it disappears for a few days, we hit the fuck it, as you would say. Um, it's not something we really should be relying on either because um, it's very emotionally driven. Like if you're not feeling like it one day, you do just tend to let up and let off. And that happens quite frequently, like you said, during a fat loss phase or a fat loss journey at about week five, I'd say primarily because you've gotten through a month and you're feeling fantastic and that's great. It really is. And you've done really good work and you've started putting in those habits and stepping stones and 
building yourself in a better sort of mindset but then you come to week five and you're like fuck I'm still going and I'm I, I and week five as well is where we see we can see some plateaus hit whether that be in energy whether that be in weight loss because the first few weeks we see a little bit more come off a bit of water and stuff like that but when we get to that week five stage we can see some motivation disappear purely because what we're getting back and reflected back to us may not be what we perceive to be a putting in so we may be doing the exact same thing as week four and week two but we might not be getting back what we think we deserve and as a result we're like well what's the point like well, why am I bothering now at this stage because like well, like I haven't seen another half a kilo drop off or two pounds disappear this week so why, why would I keep going like and then and then you start like you said self-confidence and self-belief comes into it from there and you just drop down further this is what I'm speaking from personal I'm speaking from what I've seen where people start to question themselves and they're like well evidently it was only for four weeks or evidently it was only for five weeks and I don't I guess it's not going to work I'm just going to toss it in now or I'm going to go half-heartedly I'm going to let myself have all these excuses and just assume that it's a problem with me and that what I'm doing is no good anymore and that why would I bother having that motivation having the determination to keep going and prove myself wrong almost why would I bother like I don't deserve this I I don't need to do this any longer I what's the point and then you start it's all coming from not getting the result you want at one particular point and it may be very reflective of how your day has been or your week has been how you are feeling are you happy are you sad are you frustrated have you had a really fucking hectic week excuse me um and are you now just putting it back on yourself and being like well what's the point in anything if I can't get something right and I don't if I'm controlling everything I can control and it's not happening what's what why would I bother like it's very it's subjective in very many cases purely because it can be just one day and one day will set you off and you will just say, do you know what? It must not be for me. Maybe I don't deserve this. Maybe I don't need to see myself in a better way or maybe I don't need to progress any further because evidently it's not for me, but that's not the case at all. Like it's just a moment in time in a very complex season of your life like it's okay I say complex but it's actually as we say it's a very simple process fat loss but it's complex in so far that you have an awful lot feeding into it you have your emotions you have your energy levels you have that lovely lady who sits at the desk opposite you at work and you don't really like that lovely lady but she triggered you to high heavens today and as a result you just don't feel like it you're just annoyed and you're going to eat all around you and sure look you don't deserve it anyway and then it's pulling yourself out of that because it is all you say motivation it is all based off your mood getting yourself driven up and I know there's people who will be like motivation is crap like you need determination and you need discipline and stuff like that but 
yes and no, because you have to just sit back for a minute and address where these feelings are coming from and why you're so down and so lackluster about going after what you were so hell-bent on going after last week. What has happened? What has triggered this wavering and this meh approach as of today? And I think the only way to come out of it is to step back, take a deep breath, get a pen and paper if you have to, and reassess yourself and what just getting yourself to understand that you do deserve to do this. And yes, patience is a virtue, but you will need to have patience just to see it through because it's not going to happen overnight. And that's part and parcel of why your motivation will also dissipate because you are not seeing fast, quick results. But you have to just reassess and remember, I'm doing this in the most sustainable fashion. I'm doing this to get me into a better place, a better headspace, a better feeling in myself. And okay, I'm not feeling like it today, but I want to feel good in a few weeks time, in a few months time, in a few years time, which is key and go from there. Thoughts, comments, questions? Um, No, I I agree with everything you said there. And I think I remember I put up uh, a story about one of the clients. I think she's, I think she's in the group still. Um, and she's been with me for about a year and between one to one and the group. And she's lost 50 pounds across the year. Mm. And I remember getting the comments back from when I put that up on my stories. People are like, well, when you break it down across the year, it's not that much weight. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Because it's small little incremental changes across the year. They add up. It's a compound effect. Mm-hmm. If I offered you a million quid right now, or I offered you 10 cent compounded over 30 days by itself, what would you normally go for? You'd want the million quid straight away. But if you waited for the 10 cent compounded over time by itself over 30 days, it would normally be up at around tw- day 21 or 22, where it starts to get a little bit more than that 1 million. And if you had waited that 31 days for that compound effect to happen, you'd be like, I think it's like 3.2 or 3.6 million euro, what you'd end up with. So that compound effect does snowball. But I think an awful lot of people, as you said, it does come back down to a control piece. Mm. It comes down to that control piece of what it's never about that number that people are looking for. It's not like when people say, I'll be happy when I am at X weight or 70 kg or 60 kg, whatever that number is for people. It's not that you'll be happy at that weight. What it will remind you of is when you were feeling your best or when you were getting compliments of people or you were maybe living your best life or you were being more, I don't know, you were kind of getting the shift a lot more in coppers or you're getting a lot more attention from other from other people. Uh, it's that side of things. And you can associate it with that element of it. And now you're kind of maybe comparing yourself to where you are at now maybe a different stage in your life where you've got the career, you've got the house, you've got the kids, or maybe you're at the stage where you just have different um, challenges that are happening for you. You may have thyroid issues, maybe going through perimenopause, you may have mental health or anxiety or depression or whatever it may be. But comparing where you're at right now to where you were in your 20s and stuff isn't a fair comparison onto yourself. 
Uh, it really isn't because when people say about kind of when it, people are going through perimenopause, that it's more difficult. It's more difficult, difficult, not down to your metabolism. The metabolism doesn't slow down until you're 60, unless you've got thyroid issues. What happens with perimenopause is mental health, depression, your challenges with less steps, you're eating more foods, you've got more money, you've got more stress, you're probably going out for dinners more, you're probably drinking more alcohol. Those things are what's happening. But this whole piece of the scales, this control piece, it's trying to control what other people are thinking. It's if we can't control this outcome because we work, we're able to say, all right, if I do this in two years, I'll have this career letter. I'll get this paycheck. 10 years down the line, I'll have this career paycheck. But with the scales, you're not in control of what the actual outcome is. You're only in control of the process. And that freaks people out because everyone wants control. Control is an important piece. The brain loves control. If it doesn't get it, it freaks out and does not like it. But that impatience piece is what drives people up the wall. But there's also sometimes, as you said, this kind of whole thing of um, like, you don't. Some, so I've heard some clients or some coaches say this to people, like you don't want it enough or you're not disciplined enough mm-hmm. or those stupid things that are said. It's not about that because sometimes what I find is people can want it too much. And they will do anything anything to get that scales to go down, bar chopping off a leg. And that's not going to benefit someone. You can almost want it too much and you'll do anything by restriction, taking out your favorite foods, cutting out your alcohol, cutting out your date nights, cutting out your family nights, not being able to go out for your meals, being salad Susan at lunch because Karen across the office has brought out the biscuits and you want to have some of those. And you blame them then for your your delivery of the day or whatever it may be but I, I i saw a clip have you heard of the actor called ethan supple or Ethan supple he's the he was an american he was in um remember the titans he was the heavy guy in remember the titans my name is earl no oh, fuck's sake you're showing your age here so <laughs> uh so he has a podcast called the american glutton podcast but if i show you a picture of him now um so he has a podcast, and if I show you, everyone will be like, oh, my God, I recognize him. Um, so this is what, this is Ethan Supple. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So he's also over 200 pounds. He's been in Remember the Titans. He's in American History X. He's in My Name is Earl. All right. So he was talking about on his podcast of even when he's not even on a diet phase or a weight loss phase, and he's lost a considerable amount of weight, even when he steps on and doesn't see that number goes down, his brain goes into like fart mode and he even freaks out. And I think sometimes it can be this whole thing of like, it's only like women that freak out with the weighing scales. Oh, everyone freaks out about PTs, nutritionists, everyone freaks out about the weighing scales. The difference between and I can only speak for myself is I know that I know I have had days when I have done everything to a T within my calories, done my steps, trained, water, sleep, stress, managed, all that kind of stuff. And the scales has gone up. Mm. I also know there's days where I've had meals out, haven't done my steps, sat on my arse all day and the scales has gone down. Mm-hmm. Now, when you stop guessing it, it becomes a lot less powerful. But if you take it for what it is and say, right, have I done everything I possibly could this week? Most people will struggle to answer that question, first of all. 
So I would always ask myself, right, have I been at least 70 or 80% adherent this week? And if you have, tick. The second one is, is there anything that I could have tweaked this week, like with my portion sizes or anything like that? Is there so, am I, am I counting everything? Is there something I'm leaving out? Have I brought in a little bit more alcohol on the weekend? Not that it causes fat gain. It's just that when sometimes when people drink, they can nibble a little bit more because they lose to, they just get a little bit handsy um, in general. Um, I think I'm just losing, I'm losing. Um, so yeah, I think like the scales, the impatience piece is a massive, massive factor with the scales. Because it can also be a kind of like a thing of like, well, I almost deserve this scale sticker there. There could be almost like this level of, I'm going to say this is going to hurt people. There's a level of arrogance sometimes with fat loss that it's meant to be easy. Yeah, the linear, downward linear expectation is down. Yeah. You've ticked all your boxes yeah. when it's not the case. Yeah. So like all we're really looking for is this like, piece of plastic this validation metric to go down every single week but i did an experiment this morning and i'm going to do a video on it i'll do a reel on it of step on the scales completely fasted before you go or after you go to the bathroom no food no water step on the scales see what that number is then two hours later have about and within that two hours drink about a liter and a half two liters of water no food step on the scales again I had an experience this morning out of curiosity. I went up seven pounds. Stress, anxiety, more stress. Trouble sleeping, it's a continuous negative cycle. This seems to be the norm for modern life. It doesn't always have to be like this though. Try CBD South's uniquely formulated combination of CBD and CBG de-stress oil. Designed to help naturally reduce stress and anxiety. Become your best self with CBD South. Check out the website www.cbdself.com and use Shane one five to get a 15 percent discount off your order and people were like that's a hell of a weight yeah but all i did was drink two of these mm. and people be like well because i had carbs last night the scale is going to go no, no no you don't know that because i had salt last night could be a possibility but you're also guessing when you stop guessing it it becomes a lot less controlling on you because you're letting a piece of plastic tell you how to feel but it's all more often than not it's self-projection of how you actually feel about yourself that you're not happy with because we want everyone to like us in society which is an almost an arrogance as well that not ever not everyone's gonna like us like not everyone likes beyonce not everyone likes beyonce's new song the country song i don't know where she's going with it but it's catchy um but it is this kind of like that we deserve this we're like we don't deserve anything but there's also an element that you spoke about that kind of like the mini quitting piece. Well, I've got mm. this far and this is the stage I always quit. So this is where I get to. This is where I'm going to throw in the towel. And that's called mini quitting. We get a little bit cocky. We look at arrogant. We kind of like let the reins go out a little bit. And then it's a free for all. But that's because maybe the approach beforehand was restrictive. Yeah. And sometimes I'll always ask a client beforehand when they, because what happens an awful lot is when the scales goes up, the first thing people will do in their heads is they'll have this brain fart of kind of going, right, oh, now I'm going to cut out alcohol. Now I'm going to cut out carbs. Now I'm going to cut out some foods. It's like, no, 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 no. That's what got you to this problem in the first place. If you can't stick past your diet for more than one week or a month, it's the wrong diet for you. You're not the problem. 
you're not the issue. It's not a, it's not an, I've never met any client that has had an ability issue. Often what happens with clients is there's a lot of perspective issues in how they feel about themselves, emotional attachments to certain pieces of food, emotional attachments to certain self-stigmatisms or sentences they talk about themselves, their self-worth, their self-esteem, these food rules that they have, or that they are very good at putting themselves down before anyone else gets there as a way to control the situation. So if the scales is something that's annoying you, there's a couple of ways you can go about it. We just go cold turkey. Never really addresses the problem long-term. Does it do it short-term? Yeah. We do it long-term, overexposure to it. Weigh, weigh yourself for 30 days. Take note of how you feel beforehand. Take note of how you feel afterwards. But if you're celebrating every time the scales goes down, you're going to be disappointed on certain days because the scales will go up. And that's hard for people to accept. So how do you break that? How, how do you break away from that? How do you get away from that motivation tip? Because it is very emotional, as you said. I think you need, or we all need, to just remember if we're basing our worth and our feeling on a day off a piece of plastic and a number, it, it's almost like going in... Do you, it's almost like going into, do you know when you're on holidays and you go into those Spanish supermarkets, right? I'm going somewhere with this, I swear. And you pull, you go up to the meats and all the lovely cheeses and stuff like that and you pull down a number. Like that's almost being like, that's my worth. Oh, do you yeah. Like it's the yeah. equivalent. Because, yeah. okay, yeah, it's a metric showing something that we want to monitor, but it's absolutely not worth you going about your day on a Tuesday like an absolute wagon because you do expected to drop because you've ticked all the boxes whereas today just it didn't and we just have to let it go and I know it's so difficult it is very difficult coming from a a person who was hooked on that screen that reflected back of me age 17 18 19 like hooked it is so difficult but if you do step on every day and afterwards, step off, ask yourself, how did that make you feel? Was it worth it? Or ask yourself, do I really care when I'm feeling good? I have some energy, energy I didn't have a few weeks ago. I ate really well yesterday. My skin's kind of glowing, like I kind of look hot. Do, do, doesn't matter all that much. And like it is, I'm, I'm reiterating this, it is extremely tough sometimes and you can let it get into your head. Like your man who's lost X amount of pounds, 200 or whatever, um, he's still getting it in. So if, if we're on our track to lose 10 pounds, we're definitely going to be susceptible to it kicking in. But we just have to ask ourselves, is that worth it? Like, is it worth going around for the next 16 hours, 12 hours, 16 hours of the day? thinking about it when we could just save that space in our brain, accept it as a number and move on because it's it's just like life's too short. And I know that sounds very flippant, but it's tough. But when you see something that is making you really 
icky inside and almost turning off your want to keep going or your motivation or your self-worth tones down completely and you're like oh here I go again what's the point it it comes to question whether it is beneficial it also questions sometimes people don't like this sometimes is sometimes dieting isn't the answer to the problem um sometimes that health piece of sitting at maintenance whatever that looks like for people is better for people because there's less pressure on you you're able to learn what works for you eating wise what values you have around the eating wise improving your relationship with food getting rid of those rigid rules understanding what's important to you but it's also if you're at maintenance you're less likely to do stupid shit and be less reactive. Because if you think about it, when the scales doesn't go down, what's the first thing that most people go down for? They tend to go for food. So you're actually doing the opposite of what you actually want to do. It's kind of like, well, I'm going to go into my car, but before I get into my car, I'm going to slash all my tires and smash in my windows. It's essentially what a lot of people tend to do. And that's not a great way to learn how to drive a car. But that's what a lot of people will do if they don't see the number go down in the way that they've predicted through a level of arrogance or picked a number out of their arse. I don't know. But when you when you take it, it's kind of like, well, how is the food going to be the solution to that feeling? And that's exactly what Alyssa has said. It is an emotive thing. It is a feeling that's happening. That's what's causing that emotional piece. That's causing that mood, that motivation to drop. It's your mood. You don't feel safe because you can't control the situation. You can't control what other people are going to say. I will look like a failure if this number doesn't go down. This person will think of me worse. I will get given out to because by whoever it is because the number hasn't going to go down. But I've done everything possible this week. These are the sentences that will come into your head in order for you to navigate and justify the next action. But if you actually took a big deep breath in and said right now, what's going to benefit me four weeks from now? What is the next action that's going to allow me to be acting like the person I want to become? And that acting like the person to become isn't cutting off an arm or going on another restrictive diet. It's looking back at the maybe the four weeks previous and look at that and benchmark off the four weeks previous that what you've done previously and taking it at a, a one pound approach. And what I mean by that is, what did you do to lose the first pound? Now, do that again. What you didn't do was be very, very silly or restrictive and cut out your, all your foods and do that for three weeks and lost your first pound. You may have lost more. But well, that's not going to lose your first pound that you actually kept off for longer than six weeks. And there's this whole thing when the scales doesn't go down quick enough, whatever that is. You're comparing it to those old restrictive methods like slimming clubs or keto or paleo or 5-2 or whatever, some other stupid diet names out there. But you're comparing it to those other restrictive methods, which isn't a fair comparison because you've, you've removed a food group more than likely you're believing in this 
sin synergy sins buzzword that's out there you're believing in these silly silly things because it's easy if you look at those models that are out there with those silly fad diets they're built on repeat business they are built on your emotions they're built on your trauma they're built on your vulnerability because they people know and companies know how to play on those heartstrings of when it comes to weight and when it comes to how people look and feel and they want you to keep failing blame yourself even further put more weight back on and then come back in it's a clever business model it's a very clever business model but it's not a very clever model for you to adopt all the time. But you need to look at if it's the old restrictive methods, take a pause, use that perspective piece. Has this worked? Will this work long-term? Can I stick to this last longer than four weeks? If the answer is no, well, then you need to pick something that will. The other thing that can come in is this seems to be, seems to be too easy. It must be harder. That sentence drives me up the fucking wall. I'm not going to lie. But it's what that's linked to often is a self-belief that you don't deserve to hit the goal in the first place. And that's the overarching piece over it, that you're not worthy of hitting your goal. But it's also that piece of your, you're comparing it to that restrictive piece as well. You're comparing it to that. And when we say that weight loss is easy, it's very easy as a concept. What makes it so difficult for people is the emotional element of it. It is an emotional journey. It is an emotional roller coaster. There'll be times where you're able to fly it and you're able to do everything possible. And then there's some element of stress. One of the kids gets sick. You get sick. You get COVID or whatever it may be. And then the brakes go on. And then what you try to do almost instantaneously afterwards is you try to make up for things and then you go back into a repattern of this binge restrict, binge restrict too much too soon. And then you beat yourself up for it. But if you change the language and change the wording of what losing weight means from suffering and restriction to something that you can actually sustain in a way of life, it's not easy. It becomes a hell of a lot easier for you. Because you're able to have your chocolate. You're able to have your ice cream. You're able to go out for your meals with your partner or bring the kids out to McDonald's or whatever it is. And they're the things that will make the memories for you. They're the bits that you're going to remember. If I ask someone right now off the top of their head, what weight were you on the 20th of the 2nd, 2023? There probably wouldn't be one person here that would be able to say it. What weight were you on the 20th of the 2nd, 2002? I don't even think Alyssa was born. I was. I was about to say about like this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my rant over. So I think it's coming from a piece of the impatience piece. It's looking at what the other methods were beforehand. If it seems too easy, it means it's probably working. Yeah. And it means it's going the right way. If it's a self-belief thing, the question to ask yourself is, why, why is someone else more deserving of their goal than you? I've never had a client able to answer that question. 
I just get blank looks or I get a dot, dot, dot or a question mark. I've never got a client to ask that question properly. You're second guessing the process. Your mood is maybe disrupted. Maybe you haven't slept. Maybe your menstrual cycle is at play. Maybe perimenopause is at play. Maybe stress is at play. Maybe the kids have puked everywhere again. Maybe your husband or your partner is wrecking your head. Loads of different things. Self-esteem, which is based off what other people are thinking. But you have control of how you react to that piece of plastic. You can either go the way that you want or you can go further away from your goal because you do have control. For people who, from what I can see in the groups and the one-to-one is, I'd say 100% people like to have some element of control. But we choose to exercise control in the pieces that we can't control that often. And we choose to not exercise control in the elements that we can control. If that number goes up, you can control and say, right, what's going to help me right now? Is it maybe taking yourself away and maybe having a glass of water just to calm yourself down? Maybe taking a big deep breath in, maybe doing a little bit of journaling. But journaling, people are like, oh, it's too wishy-washy. It worked for me once. It's like, you probably didn't do it properly. Or it could be just drawing a little cartoon or whatever it may be. But you need to look at it from a point of view of, the impatience piece can we come from a place of arrogance you have control of completely what you do and that number goes up amazing clients that came in and sent in those questions and massive thank you to Alyssa so welcome to Alyssa to the the team and the coaching team and the coaching staff so if you're interested in supporting the team and it's interesting supporting the podcast please do share and leave a review up on onto itunes and up on spotify if you're interested in working with us and booking in your space and being the first person to find out about the female fat loss program starting on the 8th of april then click on the link in the show notes or pop me a dm directly and we can get you booked in and give you the information to reserve your spot so thank you so much for listening hope you have enjoyed the episode